What's up, everybody? It's Sean here again from Knowledge Daddies. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's podcast. We have the amazing Jess Grippo talking about all about her entire dance journey. And more importantly, we talk about our upcoming episode, How to Dance with the Knowledge Daddies. Guys, this episode is really, really funny. Please check it out. It debuts this Thursday, March 4th? March 11th, check out March 11th, that's on me, I'm late at night recording this, but it's still fun, if you haven't guys already, please subscribe, please recommend the show, the channel to your friends, help us grow, help us become an awesome community full of funny people who like learning and doing creative new stuff. Other than that guys, please enjoy this week's episode. They have neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thoughts. Let's play second place Either way, everybody, welcome to the Knowledge Daddies podcast. My name's Sean Barry, and joined as always by my two co-hosts, Oscar Desiderio, and Suck My Penis, and and say your name so people understand what we're doing. Instead of the way you do the podcast, where you just start it and it makes no sense. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Andrew Steiner. This is Sean Barry, and this is Oscar Desiderio. You can't just say our names; people don't know who's saying anything. Oppositional right. defiance disorder. <laughs> yeah, your ODD is. We're, we have to do a whole episode on it. This is it drives me nuts. Listen, everybody, the first episode of the show is already at 3,000 views. So if you haven't seen it already, please check it out and give it a share if you have. That would mean the most to us. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. But today we have a great guest. We have the star expert of episode two, the wonderful Jess Grippo. And we're about to let her into the room. Sean, you got anything else to say? No, I'd say that's thank you for introducing our guests. We're gonna have a lovely conversation about dancing. <laughs> hey, Jess. Hey. hey, I can't hear you, but you missed all the squabbling. You missed, <laughs> you missed all our squabbling. Yeah, how are you doing? Bummer. Um, I'm all right, I'm freezing. <laughs> Got so cold again. Yeah, yeah, right. It will be beautiful. And then they took it away. And who is they? The CIA with their weather control apparatus. No, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just basking in that awkward silence. <laughs> oh, man. So, Sean, lead the way. <laughs> well, a much nicer day we spent was with Jess on our ver- on our second episode that's coming out next week. Jess, you watched our first episode. What'd you What'd you think? Is it kind of what you thought our episode would turn out to be? I I thought it was amazing. I I'm really excited to see all of them. Thank and that you. event itself was so fun. I had a lot of fun. Just like. Even though it was Zoom, I don't know. How do you guys feel about the Zoom thing these days? Like, I mean, it's nothing compared to being in person with people, but there was a certain energy there. Like, it was nice to. It was fun. It was well curated. Uh, it was made better by the fact that you were there and Chef Tom was there. And, like, yeah, it was really cool to see people that we kind of knew. Jay, who did sound on one episode, was in the audience. So it was nice to see some familiar faces I hadn't seen in a while. And um, it was, it's okay. I mean, I'm, I've been doing Zoom open mics. Have you done any Zoom comedy mics? I've, I've done a few, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, 
they're okay, but it's just like I miss the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. You don't get the same feedback. Like I one of them that I did, it was like a longer feature and and after I could read the chat and I was like, oh, people were like into it and it was cool. But I just I was like doing the thing and just felt like, okay, I have no idea. Like it's just there's no there's no feedback really. Yeah. I mean, I think in a, on one hand, it's kind of nice to like not have the nerves, the same adrenaline dump that I sometimes get performing in person because I can like be more relaxed and just like in the moment and try to feel my feelings while I'm, I'm performing. But on the other hand, I feel like I'm, I'm training at a handicap, you know, like I'm training with less resistance than I need for the actual thing. Yeah. That's Oh. Well, this, this is one of the problems with Zoom is that sometimes the timing's off. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, whose turn is it? Oh, oh. Yep. Uh, I was going to say, Sean, have you done any Zoom mics? Yeah, I, I did them a lot earlier in the, the pandemic, and I just hated them so much because I, I feed off live energy in crowds. Mm. And at least all the ones I did, there was no one there except other miserable people doing them. <laughs> <laughs> but at least during our, you know, knowledge days, man, people were like excited to be. That made it. That made it much better. Plus, mm -hmm. I got pretty drunk for it, and that helped too. Mm -hmm. Je Jess, so we wanted to interview you about your like creative history and how you got started in dancing and all that stuff. So I guess let's start at the beginning. Like, what, like, what are your earliest memories dancing? So my early memories, I was like four or five years old, like many young girls uh, get started in dance, jazz, tap, ballet combo. And, um, and I quit like a couple of weeks before the show. I freaked out. Like I, I can still, I don't know if you guys, like there's very few things that I remember from when I was really little, but I vividly remember being in like it was like the studio, but everyone was doing costume fittings. And I just started screaming, crying, because all of a sudden it was all this commotion and people were like throwing rulers at me or whatever. And uh, and I freaked out and I and I quit dance. And then I got back into it like a bunch of years later, probably when I was like eight or nine. And um, and then I stuck with it and kind of went into my teen years getting pretty serious about ballet. But I was a quitter from the beginning. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> I I quit baseball because I, I would like when it was time to do outfield to do defense, I would just go into the woods and play by myself. And then when it was time for me to hit, I would go back and get ready to hit. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure on kids, you know, like organized sports, dance things. It's like. At first, it's all fun, and it's like, yeah, I'm cool. Everybody thinks I'm cool, and then you go into these things, and it's like, wait, what? People are watching, and there's all this pressure, and yeah. So, what made you continue all the way to like ballet and as a teenager? I don't even know. Um, I there was something in me was like, I want to go back to dance school, and so my parents sent me, and I went, and I think it was like I was a really shy kid, really shy. And there was something about dance where like, I could just go and do a good job and not have to talk to anybody. Mm. And I think there was something really comforting about that. So I, and, and I was, I was good. I mean, at my studio in New Jersey, I was pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, 
so I just, it was just the natural progression of like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're good. Keep doing this. Do more of it. And um, so, yeah, so it satisfied that like not having to talk to a lot of people, which wasn't very good socially because I had a little bit of a hard time just making friends and especially when I started going to New York City. So like around when I was 13, I I auditioned for like a summer program at, a, at the Joffrey Ballet School in the city mm. and um, and I got in and so I started going there and then I went to their year round program. So I was like commuting from New Jersey after school. Like Wow. School. Is that the same Joffrey who was the butler on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? It is not. That's oh. Jeffrey. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Joffrey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is that but the Joffrey? really cool. Is Joffrey from Game of Thrones? Who's Joffrey? I feel like yeah, Joffrey's the main bad guy in Game of Thrones. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. King Joffrey. Yeah, I don't I don't watch that show, so I don't I don't really know much about it. Okay. There you go. That's kind of funny. An evil king and a ballet master. Oh yeah. So imagine that the Joffrey Ballet School is like this evil, you know, like I came from this like, hi, we're in New Jersey and whatever, you know, and then it's like you go to the Joffrey and it's like this mm. evil school and all these like really good young ballerina girls are like stretching their leg up here and like staring at you and you're like oh, i don't know um and they ended up being fine and i eventually made friends but i was i was definitely like the isolated shy one for a long time oh um, wow but you know i i stuck with it and then and then i quit again i quit twice i quit when i was like 19. i kind of really gave it a go was in the like pre-professional track and then i decided you know what it's time to go to like real college and I I wanted to help people. I, I like ended up studying psychology because I didn't know what else to do with my life. But uh, <laughs> now it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of had like similar oscillations between like, oh, am I really, is this a selfish pursuit doing a creative life? And then also just being like, I'm not this person. And I also don't want to like do two things half-assed, you know? Yeah. Like I went, I went back for like occupational therapy for a minute oh, and then cool. I came to that realization that's like, this is, I'm just doing this because it's secure and like, I have an idealized notion of what it means to help people. Yeah. Yeah. And very similar. I, now I can see that, you know, it was like, I, I, I thought that in order to help people, you can only do it this one way, which is in a profession that that helps people directly. And now I realize that like, oh, we, we need comedians, we need dancers, we need mm -hmm. people like of all kinds in the arts, especially. I, you know, I think, I think we serve a purpose and right, I'm helping there that happens. For sure. You definitely provide a service. I mean, everyone needs to laugh. Everyone needs to feel, yeah. you know, emotional expression through dance every now and then I think it's a weird thing because it's like there's Maslow's hierarchy right of needs and and I think once you reach like a different level of the hierarchy once you have food and shelter and the basic needs like those other deeper psychological needs do take on the same emotional weight as food and shelter it's even though it's like you don't technically need that to live it feels that way at that level and I think we're, you know, that's where creativity and like art and, you know, love and social enjoyment takes, takes a big role. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Jess, you sort of, uh, 
like after you quit your second time, you've when you came back into dance, uh, you have had a, a sort of unique sort of new approach to things. Uh, I'm editing the dance episode and just the list of all the things that you do. Um, it's really interesting uh, because no, because it's it's uh, like uh, like I was thinking the creative coach aspect and uh can you speak to that like how uh because that is helping people directly mm -hmm. yeah i i did keep that thread of helping people directly and so i'll, I'll give you like the short version because it is there's kind of like i'm like why do i do a million things but it's it's getting more and more um streamlined let's call it so when i got back into dance well before i got back into dance you know how I, I studied psychology. Eventually, I didn't do anything with psychology. I was working at a nine to five job. I was a food and beverage analyst. I was working for this restaurant chain. I was not happy. Um, and I went to a holistic health coach who helped me with some health issues I was having. Long story short, I became a holistic health coach. I was working for this women's health company. And I was like, oh, I'm finally doing it. I'm helping people. Woohoo. You know, I'm like in my mid 20s. And then, like, and similar to what Andrew was talking about, about that Maslow's thing of like, okay, my needs are met. Um, you know, I'm making money doing something where I'm helping people. And yet I like, I didn't feel good. I felt like something was missing and I was kind of in and out of being depressed. And just like knowing that, like that little whisper of like, oh, you're, you're an artist. Like you need to get back to dance. You need to do something, you know? And like, and I wanted to fight it, but I couldn't. So I started making dance videos um, alone in my room, <laughs> very pre-coronavirus. This is like 10 years ago. And uh, <laughs> before people had to do it alone in their rooms. And, um, and it just became like, it, it was that switch from like dance having to be this like certain calculated technical thing to just expressing however I wanted. And the videos became this little creative expression for me. So long story short, though, I kept I still make those videos. Now it's on TikTok because yay mm. for TikTok. But um, it was like through that process, my whole as I was coaching people with their health, all of a sudden, like clients I was working with would be like, I don't know why, but I, I, I found like my paints in the back closet and I think I want to start painting again. And like, we would get like, and I just started like gently nudging people back to whatever their creative thing was. Yeah. And I found so much like joy in that. And I was like, oh, that's it. Like, yes, the health stuff is important, but like, that's not necessarily my thing that I'm meant to teach. So, and then I just started, I started leading creativity workshops, uh, you know, dance was like kind of in it. Dance became more and more a thing as the years went on, but right. that was like how I kind of got into, you know, the creativity coaching stuff. Right. Creative club is the, the workshop you host, right? Yeah. Yeah. Creative club's like the main, uh, coaching program for people who are like, who are wanting to revive whatever creative practice they have. Um, a lot of people are maybe even working in a creative field, but they just haven't like, you know, when, like you're working and you're doing creative stuff, but it's all for someone else and mm. you're not actually expressing your own stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people come to it and that way they're either entrepreneurs working for themselves or working for someone else and, and really feel that need to like, I got to get back to something in myself. Um, I have a creative question for you. I wonder if you can answer yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. So, I mean, I find, Sean, Sean, and 
mostly Sean can speak to this. I, I have a tendency to want to go like really edgy sometimes, you know, talk like sex or drugs or just like be edgy, you know, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to like, I'm not trying to like make anyone feel bad or anything like that. I just like, that's what makes me laugh because it has like a sense of risk and danger to it. And I kind of like, I don't know why it gets me going for some reason, probably because I have oppositional defiance disorder as these guys will tell. (laughs) But I also, I mean, I have a job. I mean, I work as a podcast producer and I also just don't want to alienate people and like hurt people's feelings or anything like that. Um, But I feel like this is on some level fundamental to what my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to find the balance sometimes of like, making myself laugh and also making other people laugh Mm. well how how has it been going like when you when you get into that kind of stuff how do people respond some people like it and some people hate it and i think i've i've gotten better at like making sure people know i'm joking and being funnier and choosing my choosing which topics and how to how to speak to them and like you know just being more nuanced with it for sure. Yeah. But but it's just like, you know, Sean can tell you so many times where he's like, shut up, Andrew. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I've had to yeah. cut a number of things out of the podcasts and episodes that Andrew said that I'm just they're just a tiny bit off putting to people. Just yeah. a little bit. He's like, well, I know he's kidding. It's just, yeah, he has this tendency just to go as uh, zany and weird as he can. That's what makes him a special little boy. I mean, and I think it's good to, you know, the things that, that feel edgy or that you want to pursue, but it's all, it's like, it's knowing your audience, right? Like you probably wouldn't tell those jokes if you were at a school function or something with kids, right? Like, you know, but like, but I think with adults, it's a little more nuanced because it's like, okay, it's adult content. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, for me, that was the first thing that came up. It's like, huh, well, like, how are you finding your audiences? And like, because it's almost a good thing that half the people hate it and half the people love it. In fact, someone told me this recently who is getting um, on the road to getting a book published and their agent told them, listen, if half the people don't hate the title of your book, it's not good enough. Yeah. Like you, you have to have some people hate it in order for some people to really love it right yeah. otherwise you're kind of like in the- well, some some people definitely hate the name knowledge daddies i can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but some people like it i've gotten some good feedback too Great. it's 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 difficult it's like uh to fi- uh figure out a name uh, oscar's brother said he hated it <laughs> really <laughs> Why? i love it thank you yeah, well, yeah. on a smaller level though we found out like at the last second we have to bleep out every time we swear you know on youtube like you know you watch the episode like it's not particularly you know you know cursy but you know yeah. we say fuck every now and then and like you know we also have explicitly created it for adults but like it, it's it's that weird balance of like oh it's for everybody but also you should probably be like at least 16 to yeah. watch stuff and then, like it's just kind of infuriating sometimes but we actually didn't curse at all during your episode for whatever yeah, we, reason. You noticed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we probably were just like, we're, we just want to mind our P's and Q's and, you know, be respectful. But 
Well, yeah. a wholesome episode. <laughs> yeah, but, but I still think it was it's probably one of our funniest episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, really it's hilarious. I'm finishing I, it up. I can't wait to see the full. <laughs> what was what was your impression like when because you, you hadn't met us at all like first of all why did you agree to teach us <laughs> uh, well uh well when frank messaged me like honestly like i i had no idea we had been in touch through some event i think he was at where i performed and he was like hey i'm a video guy cool i was like all right whatever and like we stayed in touch kind of loosely but so he reached out and he explained what the concept was and he said you know you would be like the dance expert and you would come in and la la, right? And um, and I was just like, well, I think I said this at the other event. I was like, just so you know, like, I'm not like a mean, it's just not in my nature to be mean. It goes against all of my creative coaching, like, you know what I mean, stuff. But like, there can be other ways to make it funny. And he was like, it's fine. He's like, I think it'll be great. And I was like, I don't know. It just, it felt, honestly, it was just one of those things where like, oh, this sounds really fun. I'd love to be part of it. And um and also it's cool, like, I don't know, I want to do more reality TV. Sure. This is, you know, <laughs> let's yeah. check it out. See. What, what were you what you were saying about like wanting to help people find their creative niche or just express themselves um, with Creative Club? Like that really resonates with me because that's a lot of my motivation behind that knowledge daddies is like, yeah, how do I help people in a way that feels really true to the way I I view the world and, and engage with the world and I engage with the world by like constantly learning new things and taking risks and, and being in like high pressure situations that are creative and fun and with new people. And if I can inspire people to take those types of risks and learn a new skill, even though they have no business, like jumping in, in the deep end, um, that would mean a lot to me, you know? So yeah. it's kind of cool that, that happened that vibe that resonance happened yeah no it, and when you shared that at the at the kickoff event it really resonated with me and i was like oh that's you know like there's cuz i i i really do resonate with that and so yeah see there's some some kind of connection that brought us here but then yeah. okay but also the wavelengths yeah but also on the day of, was there any moment where you're like, oh, I regret doing this? <laughs> um, there really wasn't. There really wasn't. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's I was, good. I, it was a ton of fun. Um, you guys are awesome, funny, like, and just so willing. Like, you really, like, it's just like, and what I love about, like, just the episode I was part of and the whole show is, like, you guys being willing to put yourself out there and show what it's like to just do something without knowing like that to me, like not, I mean, it's funny, of course, mm -hmm. but I really think there is that deeper meaning there where it's like, it frees, it frees other people to be like, you know what, maybe I will try that dance class. Who cares if I'm the goofy person in the background or, you know, I, I'm hosting this dance challenge right now um the first the first day which is also the first chapter of my book is called dance it wrong and i it's like the first instruction that i give people is like you're gonna try out a dance from TikTok or like even the electric slide whatever it is and just botch it up do it wrong like <laughs> let's start by giving ourselves permission to just 
you know, do that. And you guys, you demonstrate that, you know? <laughs> we definitely did it wrong. We did everything wrong for sure. Yeah. But it's so wrong that it's right. And it's like, and I think you can see your genuine expression coming through it. And that's what, like, that's what I'm about. It's like, I don't care if your dance technique is fantastic or bad or wh whatever. It's like, for me, it's more about like, what's the intention behind it, you know? And what's that like, I think Sean mentioned like emotional expression, right? Like through dance, like that's something that like everyone has the capability of, you know, even if you can't fully move your body for, because of a disability, like one of one of my students um, teaches face dancing hmm. and hand like oh, wow. gestures and face and stuff like that. She's doing, a, they're doing a whole workshop, Ailey. I can share those details if anybody wants them, but it's, you know, it, there's so many ways that we can, we can move and express ourselves. That's cool. That's really cool. I got the idea a while ago that I never followed through with of like choreographing eating, like to rhythm, like, <laughs> yeah another friend of mine he did that where he took a bite of a piece of celery every single day but was able to auto-tune all the crunches into an awesome awesome song it's really good look up tom goulet on tiktok oh, that guy's a genius cool. wow before we plug tom goulet yeah you gotta tell people what jess what's your tiktok handle uh just my name jess grippo jess g-r-i-p-p-o g-r-i-p-p-o <laughs> been like revolutionary for you just like you know like this is the and everyone knows a dance with tiktok yeah. yeah yeah it's i feel like the app was like made for me in some way like because i you know i'm like an ancient uh an ancient dancer, an ancient TikTok dancer, um, which a, a TikTok friend of mine, Gwen Carroll, um, came up with that concept. And I'm like, I went, let's start a club called the ancient TikTok. Dancer. <laughs> so, um, but using her term, because I mean, when I first started making dance videos, it literally was 10 years ago and YouTube was like the only thing. And so I had this anonymous YouTube channel and like, I just put like, I mean, the videos are still up there. They're horrible. And I will leave them up because it's like great just to be able to see like, you know, <laughs> the evolution of the form. Yeah. But like TikTok makes the editing so easy. Like, you know, I used to always like edit an iMovie and whatever. And now it's just like you can do such cool things on there. And I mean, it's changing now. But like even from like a year ago, a year and a half. When did I start on TikTok? I don't know. Probably like a year, a year and change ago. Um it was a lot easier to go viral on TikTok. Like I had a lot more success in the beginning with videos that I posted, just getting out there. And that was the first time ever that I experienced like that quick of a whoop, like of all the years that I had been doing this shit. So like, it was cool. Now it's becoming more saturated, like anything. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's harder to kind of like break through. Yes. But I've also been yeah. big time. I need to get back into like posting more there. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's very impressive. Like, uh, I was like, like the all just the well of like all the ideas you come up with and like all the CBS receipt ones where you have TikToks where you do all these different dances with CBS receipts. And yeah. it's just like, it's incredible. It's like, wow, Jesus. like how many of those did you come up with? There's, there's at least a dozen. I forget how many. Yeah. Yeah. A dozen. It, that's yeah, like our quarantine boredom right there. Like, <laughs> I don't know, coming up with ways to just yeah. I, I keep seeing uh dancing together alone. What's that? That's the 13 day 
free challenge that I'm hosting. Oh, yeah. Cool. And Dance Ooh. Alone Together is, I should probably either change the name of my book or change the name of the series because Dance With This Book is the book. Right. And then the digital companion basically is Dance Alone Together. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 13 day series. So like every chapter, every day has a theme inspired by each chapter. And there's like a dance break that I recommend. So I give you a prompt and there's even some writing prompts as well. So it's like, it's more about just dance. It's more about just opening up your creative stuff. So yeah. And I happen to be leading it live right now. Um, so every day I'm going live, uh, not on Instagram every day, but on zoom, if you're part of the challenge and then like at least twice a week on Instagram. So you guys should come dance. I'll, I'll do it. Ooh, I'll yeah. definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. Threw Great my shoulder out today, but uh, oh. as soon as that, feels better (laughs) how how do you do it how do you like how do you join um there's you can sign up there's a link in my bio on instagram at jess griffo also in case anybody listening wants to join too um and yeah and you can sign up it's like it's a whole thing there's like an online community and stuff and all that that you'll like have to sign up for which is a little bit annoying for some people but i think it's worth it um but we could even, we should bring you guys on. Maybe you could be like a featured guest for okay. them. That would help promote the show. We can talk about that. Um, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Okay. The question is, do you remember the choreography from the Oh, episode? definitely not. <laughs> Only the parts that we put in the episode. So can, maybe. Well, we, we have the whole dance it. at the end. I mean, we, yeah, we do. We just rewatch that a hundred times to get it down. I wonder if Zoom's latency is low enough that we can like rehearse via Zoom. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would be cool. Have you ever tried yeah. a group dance via Zoom? Yeah, actually. Um, in the beginning of all this madness last March. Wow, that was a year ago. We're already back in March. Whoa. Yeah, it's insane. Okay. Um, I was like, we were only two sessions into an in-person. I, I would host um, these like group dance programs where we would create a dance together throughout the course of 12 weeks. And we were only two weeks in and we switched to Zoom. So we started two of my students who were choreographing for that round, like they kept it going and would teach choreography over Zoom. And, you know, we have the recordings of like everyone doing it together on Zoom and like the Brady Bunch style thing, which is, it was cool, you know, it was definitely different and, and challenging, but you know, you, you can do some stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do. I don't know about you guys. Have you guys like, did you guys notice any change in your dancing ability after the episode? Uh, a little bit. I'd like went out with my, uh, my nieces, my nieces would come down to, we did a couple of TikTok dances a few times uh-huh. like, right after that. And they were very impressed by my ability to, no, they weren't impressed at all. <laughs> 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 it was terrible. It was awful. No, I, I mean, I felt, uh, definitely like movements that I wouldn't consider like just living your everyday life. Uh, I don't move my hips a lot or I don't do any of that. So it's sort of like made me more aware of like, Oh, my body could do that. So uh, I guess it gave me a greater awareness uh, that way. Yeah. I mean, I remember the weekend after my girlfriend and I went upstate for her birthday and we were dancing and I liked I would never have done this prior to the lesson, but I like just grabbed her and we were like kind of waltzing and I was like, I was moving and it was like good and I wasn't self-conscious and it was so, so such a good feeling. 
So oh. I attribute that to, to our lesson for sure. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I love it. Yeah. And I did it again, not that, not that long ago and it still held up. I still felt this, it, it had residual effects. It lasted. Nice. Yeah. So definitely, uh, you're a good teacher for sure. Yeah. It was a great experience. Thank you. You guys are great students. <laughs> oh, oh, you guys. <laughs> Um, I guess. Okay. So we didn't, we didn't really talk about, so, so you said, do we talk about the gap between, um, your mid twenties and now, I don't know. Do we, is there anything? I mean, I kind of brushed over it, but it, it, it was, that was the part where I became a holistic health coach and did that until like, probably like, I don't know how old is I 26, 27 was when I started to, uh, dance again. And make the switch into more of the creative coaching. Yeah. Was that, how did you like just make that decision? Like, what was that like? Was there a lot of inner turmoil and meditation? Oh my God. So much, not as much meditation. I don't know if I was meditating at the time, but like a lot of inner turmoil. I'm like the worst decision maker. And I remember, um, I felt really conflicted. Well, there was, so there was like, I had this like professional, uh, presence online as a health coach working for someone else's business. So when I was making dance videos and I was like, I wanted to share them until like kind of almost like come out as a dancer again. But mm-hmm. I was, it was like, it was like, oh wait, I can't do that. That doesn't, that's not professional. What are my clients going to think? What is like my boss going to think? Like, can I do this? Like it was, it was very like, you know, like teetering that edge. And that's part of, partly why I started going by Jess online instead of Jessica. Cause my name uh, is Jessica Grippo as the holistic health coach. Gotcha. And so <laughs> not that it really made that much of a difference. And most people call me Jess anyway. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. And I'm curious how you guys feel about that. Like if, if you have, you know, quote, normal jobs and like how you navigate that between like your professional demeanor and then your art. It's, it's weird for me. I mean, my job is pretty, pretty informal and I work with a lot of creative types because I'm like producing people's podcasts. So that's how I know Vinny and um, a bunch of these people, but I'm definitely like a different person when I'm producing or especially when I'm meeting a new person, like a new client, um, than I am in my, in my Instagram. Like if someone went on my Instagram, sometimes I post some stuff that's like really weird and like makes people think like, is this guy insane? (laughs) (laughs) Is this guy like certifiable? Um, so there's that, I, that does scare me a little bit, but it's just like, I mean, I, I feel like I have to do it. And if I'm going to get fired from my job for doing something like that, then I guess it's gonna, that's what it's meant to be. But um, my boss is pretty cool. So I, I, she, likes, she likes heavy metal. And I don't know. She's, she's pretty open-minded. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I feel like I'm always – I put on a persona when I'm, like, in any sort of real setting – like I, before I got into comedy, I did like an office job and I was just like wearing a suit and tie into work every day. And I was just like, every day I was like, I'm just ready to peel this off. Like just take like Superman coming out of the closet, right? Just like, 
I don't know why I made Superman gay right there, but (laughs) 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 yeah, but like, you know, I'm not as weird as Andrew, but I can get pretty weird with doing the stuff we do. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there has to be a healthy balance between the two. It's like, you can't be like, you know, do what half of all the weird stuff we do in like a corporate setting anyways, I think. Yeah. Oscar's Oscar's a scaredy cat. <laughs> oh yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I teach, I teach children. So uh, I teach uh, music. Uh, so sometimes I, uh, uh, you know, sort of concerned about certain things, especially if it's like really far out there, but uh Otherwise, like, uh, I mean, it hasn't been brought up yet. And I think it's, uh, I'm not too worried about it. I just can't wait till this becomes successful enough that Oscar doesn't have to teach at all. And he just becomes an animal. (laughs) (laughs) We've we've always joked, uh, Oscar's Bruce Banner and all we want to see is the Hulk. That's that's, that's who we want to see. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway um jess it's been lovely as always um i don't know is there anything else we missed that we should cover i feel like we took through the whole i guess like uh, i want to have like a random question what's a skill you want to learn not related to dance mm. Mm, that's a great question i know i thought of it sean's so happy with him <laughs> that's so proud of myself <laughs> <with> that yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Right to> my <laughs> Um, what is a skill I want to learn? That's a good question. I haven't thought about that in a while. I feel like all I do is dance and coach and teach dance these days. But, um, um, I would like to do, I would like to do more crafty things. I have this like inner arts and crafts geek that has been like suppressed for a long time. I used to love arts and crafts when I was a kid. So I don't know. I would even have to like look up like what kind of things I could learn how to do in that sense. I think woodworking was a revelation when we when we got to build the table i was like oh i could just do this like i could just live in the middle of nowhere and make tables and i i mean i don't know if i'd be happy forever but like for a good six months i'd be like ah this is what being satisfied feels like well maybe i'll be inspired i'm excited to see all of the episodes so who knows sean maybe something you know will inspire you I mean, that's, that, that is like you know we make a lot of jokes in the show but we really do want to get people to try new things and inspire them maybe and actually learn something you know yeah. the knowledge part oh yeah and then yeah, we, also want, we also want people to find a dominatrix and that's the daddy's part well what <laughs> what <laughs> Is there an episode where you? Well, a- oh god! Oh, I think no. next season we we might do Shibari. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that is? It's like Japanese erotic rope tying. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna have Sean suspended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even look up what it was. I was just like, huh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have it on your teacher profile. You up in a harness. In a corset, Oscar. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> you probably want to leave. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Jess. And um, yeah, I'm excited to debut the episode. And um, yeah, maybe dance with you on um, dancing alone together. 
Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll come back to do a sec, try to do a second episode too. Do like an advanced. Oh yeah. Advanced. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Straight up ballet. Just oh, hardcore. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, love it. All right. All right. Bye, Jess. Thank Bye, you, Jess. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Six. Be good. It stops. It literally no, no time goes at, at like at all. Uh, like the bickering starts again. Like it takes like no time at all. <laughs> it is. It is like like our parent is is here and you and I stop fighting for five minutes and then yeah. at some point this is gonna get we're gonna get so successful. But we're gonna be we're gonna get so angry at each other, Sean, that we're gonna have to form knowledge daddy sub teams, and like every season we'll have one episode where all three of us are together, but then the rest of the episodes we're forming subgroups. You know, here's a question to end the podcast. What do you guys do as success? What do I think is success? I'm gonna think of two parts: success in general and success for knowledge daddies. For in general, I'd say complete creative freedom without having to worry about my finances at all. That's like my family's taken care of. Uh, I'm happy with where I live and the food I'm eating and how much free time I have. I've basically I want fuck you money. I want money to be like, I don't have to do that. I don't want to do that. So I don't have to do that. That's it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'd say well, definitely that. Uh, that's like, I guess that's like a high bar, but that would definitely be nice. I would, I for me, I guess, uh, being fulfilled. You know, can't even say the word fulfilled. Fulfilled, fulfilled, fulfilled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Being, you know, just have, being satisfied with and and having for me, it's like having some sort of uh, creativity and creative life in one form of it or another, uh, and uh, to keep me occupied and to learn things and create things, um, which is why I sort of like I like this project. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's sort of very satisfying. Uh, it's constantly learning new things. Um, so for me, that's, that's what success uh, feels like for me. It's a good answer. What about you, Shawnee boy? I guess it'd probably be a combination of both. I think it is self-fulfillment and then creative fulfillment, which I actually do think are two different things. It's like self-fulfillment is like, you know, being, having all your, like you talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs or having all your base needs met so I think a lot, I do think a lot of financial independence comes in with, with success because, you know, more money, more problems, but more money also way less problems, you know, and then creative fulfillment is, you said like, basically, I mean, when we're talking about the show, like, what could we do if we could do anything? It would be learning new stuff, doing fun things, going on trips, you know, hanging out with friends. So yeah, I think that's, that's kind of, it's a combination of everything we've said so far. Yeah, I'd like to be able to like invest a lot of money into making the show better, you know, without being like, oh my God, am I going to make rent? Yeah. You know, instead of me just banking on Bitcoin to get to a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I think that was a great episode. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's plug Jess uh, one more time. So you can check at her Jess- out. On- oh, you, you keep going. 
At Jess Grippo, TikTok, Instagram, follow her, baby. She Jess- smartly has all of her social media is the same thing, which is at Jess Grippo. Yeah. And yeah. also, um, I want to plug knowledge that is it. one more time, please. Do subscribe on YouTube, comment, and oh, if you- yeah, on YouTube, how can we make this podcast better? Have, have, let us know. Do you want us to talk about guests we should reach out to? You know, make it anything you want to be. Because we, we want, we Andrew have talked about, we want to be like your Tiger Belly, your Joe Rogan podcast, where people will watch us on YouTube and just feel informed and have good conversation. And we want this to be a community where you feel like you're getting some support and love and encouragement, like we said with Jess, about trying new things, trying new skills or refining skills that you've been working on. And so if you uh, have a skill, a new skill you, you're learning um, or something that you have been developing for a while, send in a video, send in a question, send in a comment, and we'll mention you on the podcast um, oh, that was what I wanted to get to for Success for Knowledge Day. It's a small thing. I want to be able to get to a place where in which we had a community of people and like we could have them be like them suggesting what we do on the next season. Like they would pick, oh, I want to see you guys try fencing or I want to see you guys try, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, we should do that. We, we should put a, out a thing for like suggestions for one of the episodes. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, also share the podcast and share the show, please. That's the way we grow. And that, that would mean the most to us. If, if you really help us grow and, uh, make this a thing that we can continue doing indefinitely. We're marching, we're marching ahead, baby. Until Sean and I hate each other. That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. we want to do. So we only have the one big fight. March 11. Although March I feel like you and I will never get to that out. point, Andrew, because we fight so so much like in little bickering moments it gets us out of our system i feel like if we just pent it all up that it would it would erupt yeah but we gotta we gotta not be passive aggressive towards each other we're never passive we're, we're usually pretty upfront and aggressive yeah i guess so i don't know <laughs> i don't know man sometimes my feelings get hurt when you say i'm both of you say i'm not funny because i'm uh-huh. sensitive about that and it actually really hurts my feelings you're I, you're funny Andrew, you're always funny always make me laugh Thank you. I feel like get hurt all the time. Yeah. You say. It's just what we do. Well, yeah. What do I say that hurts your feelings? I'm not going to let you give you ammo. All right. I, I, <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, we'll see you next week. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead inside.